0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast, episode nine. This episode is entitled Fear and Anxiety, Sobriety and Fear. And I want to talk today about how fear affected me and my sobriety and the different concepts of fear. And I just want to connect with you guys because I, I personally feel and know through experience that fear, anxiety, and worry. Plague the attic, and many of us, as humans, so much throughout our lives. And the most powerful idea that I could ever think of is when you see someone at the end of their life. Like you, we have to jump a little bit. Like if you, if we go all the way to the end of our lives and we're old. And, you know, we're in a hospice or nursing home or home with our family if we're lucky. And most of the stories you hear when you visit or speak to someone at this point in their lives, their greatest regret was that they wish they didn't worry so much and they wish they did more with their lives. So the greatest tragedy for all of us is to go through our whole life afraid of the unknown and plagued by our imagination, our thoughts, and our worry and being anxious and stressed and we never really live. You know, that's the greatest tragedy. You know, so today I want to put things in perspective because my life didn't start until I started to put fear in its rightful place. Okay, fear has a place. Okay, historically, biologically, and through our human evolution, we know that our primitive brain is pretty much responsible for our fear response. Because fear activates adrenaline and... We needed fear because we was running from saber toothed tigers and trying not to get killed by large animals that was hunting us all day. So you needed a healthy dose of fear so you could learn limitations early through our human evolution. But the funny thing about the primitive brain, which is a real thing that you can look up, it really didn't evolve. Throughout time. So now we're here in the 21st century and we still have the same primitive brain. It hasn't been upgraded at all. And our brain still doesn't know that we're not being chased by saber toothed tigers. So our fear response, if it goes unchecked, could start to get really crazy. And then we start imagining unknown things. Um, That's not really there because their imaginations and they start to grow. And then we we get we put ourselves in this little cocoon, this this microcosm of just fear, anxiety and stress. So I want us to reflect on that today because fear, I'm just tired of it myself. Because I was always born a little bit anxious and always born, I was born, I feel like from a kid I was always f- like had a lot of fear and I was a little anxious and, and it was many factors that could have attributed to that, but I have, I had to learn how to really put my fear in this healthy perspective. So let's define fear. Fear is an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. Okay, real or imagine? Unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception. The perception of danger, real or imagined. So fear is something that we perceive. And the thing with perception, you could perceive something a certain way and it, not, it may not actually be that way. Like I may perceive that the whole world is out to get me and no one on the planet could be thinking about me. Like, I could be on no one's radar and feel like everyone on the planet hates me. No one likes me. Everyone is out to get me. Everyone is hating on me. And everyone's like, uh, hating on who? We don't even know who you are, right? You don't even exist to us. So, sometimes the perception of our fear is really what's getting us, right? So, as far as my sobriety, let's talk about that for a bit. Um... I wanted to get sober for a very long time. For a very long time. Because I didn't really like now in retrospect. So I'm looking, I'm thinking back in retrospect and I never really enjoyed drinking. It was annoying. I used to hate the perpetual headaches. I used to hate how I used to hurt the people that I like loved and it was no consistency in my life and how I felt like I had to keep I keep Drinking and order. I was playing catch up, and I was in this vicious cycle because at the time, guys, most addicts are allergic to the drug that they're using, so they need it. It's like they—it's just not a one and done system. So for me. Once I drink, I can't stop. So I could never drink again in my life. But I didn't really know that because I was young. I didn't realize I had a disease. I wasn't properly educated on my health condition, that I was the small percentage of people on the planet that, had, that develop an allergy for alcohol from birth. And they have a gene mutation where if they drink, they can't stop. Right? It said we're addicted to alcohol because we're allergic to alcohol. Um, that's how the allergy plays itself out. But that, the fear associated with that was crazy. So when you drink, it amplified the perception of fear. So I was always fearful that I would, I played myself, I was fearful that I did too much, I was doing the most. I was afraid that I couldn't change. And after a while, it was just like all of these thoughts and perceptions just kept dragging me down. And that compounded with the anxiety and the stress and the worry. And, you know, sometimes you need professional help when things get too crazy. And fear sometimes drives people to the deep end. Right. So where at the end of your life. You're sitting there old and like, what the hell was I afraid of? Why did I drink so much? Why was I so angry? Why did I hurt so many people? Why did I never open up? Why did I never apologize? Why did I never really tell my kids I love them? Why did I work so much? Why did I work so hard? Why did I not uh, spend more time with my family? I wish I could just hold my girlfriend or my husband one more time. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish if I can go back, I would do this. So another thing i like to say, guys, think about whatever stage you are in your life. Go back 10 years. Just go back 10 years. So if you're 30, think about the 20-year-old you. If you're 20, think about the 10-year-old you. And if you're 10, just forget about it. You're probably not even listening to the podcast. (laughs) But go back 10 years and think about that person and have mercy and compassion on the younger you. Have you ever thought in those instances why was I so afraid back then or why was I so worried about my relationship back then? It seems so frivolous Why was my life so consumed with that right So when I look back on my life I go like why was I in high school falling apart over my first breakup? Like, it didn't really matter. The relationship didn't matter. It was a high school relationship. What causes us to get so consumed in the moment and it throws our perspective off? So when you go back about 10 years, you know, you can look at, and most people do this, we go back 10 years and we look at a picture. And you know what the first thing we say? Oh my God, I look so good. Damn, I look so different. Wow. But the funny thing is, when you think about how you thought about yourself at that time, you was never good enough. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I don't look good enough. Oh, I'm not happy. But 10 years later, in retrospect, you get shocked like, wow, I was I was hot. I had it going on. Right. So what that tells me is that every stage, your current state that you're in, you're good enough. You're beautiful enough. You you don't have no reason to be afraid because 10 years in the future, you're going to be looking at the current you and you're going to notice all of the positives. You're not going to think about the negatives. You're going to say, why was I so hard on myself? You know, who was I running from? Hold on, guys. Let me take a little coffee break. Hold on. Nice. Of course, I'm drinking my coffee black because you guys listened to the last episode about sugar, and I don't drink any sugar in my coffee. Thank you. And you know, I'm sober, so my coffee's my thing. Okay, can't get mad at that. So anyway, with fear and anxiety, I wanted to do an episode just just appealing to humanity. This is not necessarily about addiction, guys. This is anyone. If you're out there and you're afraid, stop. And put your fear in a healthy perspective. Now, you know, there is times when your fear is valid. Like, you know, uh, I shouldn't drive drunk. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. that that's a bad idea. Um, you know, but if you're, if you're battling a life decision, like if you're unhappy and you're thinking that, You know, you may want to leave your job because your whole life is unhappy and you're miserable, but you're afraid of what people's going to think or you're afraid that you're not going to be good enough to find anything else or you're afraid to follow your heart or your passion or your excitement. Put that fear in a perspective. Write down the pros and cons. What would really happen if I left my job? What adjustments would I have to make in my life? What sacrifices have to be made? What, what who you know... And then find people to confide in, you know, so I confide in people with my fears like I'll call up one of my friends and say, yo, lately I've been feeling a little fearful and anxious about X, Y and Z. What's your thoughts on there? And usually a person that's outside of your perspective would be able to give you an honest opinion on how they perceive your situation. So they'll go, nah, you know what? I think you'll be perfect for that. I think you're overthinking it. Don't worry about it. Just try it, you know, but do this and do that. So sometimes having a support system in regards to fear is important. But the problem is for most of us is that we just stay in our head and we have to learn to get our thoughts outside of our head on paper and we have to start addressing them because fear is driving people to suicide, fear is driving people to stay in addiction, fear is driving people not to follow their dreams, fear is driving racism, fear is driving evil, fear is driving too much on this planet. It's taking too much power and we have to take a lot of our power back. Because God is good, okay? If you don't believe in God, I can't do anything for you with that. But I would say this. Life is good. Your existence is good. You're valid. You, you, you matter, right? The universe is good because we wake up every day and the sun is out. When it's supposed to be daylight, it's daylight. When it's supposed to be nighttime, it's nighttime. When it rains and snows and the seasons come and go, that's order. These things are good, right? You think you have problems now. Imagine if you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's still dark outside, right? And you're going to say something's wrong on the planet, okay? If the sun doesn't come up and we start freezing and we go off by one degree of access and our whole world collapse, So the universe is creating this perfect order, but we're in this chaotic state because we stay in our heads all day. So we got to take back a lot of the power. Taking back power that fear robs us of is extremely important, okay? We just was talking about what it would feel like if we woke up and our planet was in a disarray. Sun's not out. It's snowing in the summertime. You know, you got lions and bears on your outside, your neighborhood just roaming around, you know, some type of invasion. Is anything could happen. We take so much for granted, guys we lack too much gratitude sometimes, and I think that's one of the mechanisms that help us overcome fear. Think about what you love, think about what you have going for you, think about your gratitude. What do you have going in your life? The fact that you're alive, the fact that you're breathing, and the fact that you have a chance to live. But that's power. So we gotta give power back to the good things and take away power from fear. And putting fear in this healthy perspective. Because fear comes from dangers that we perceive, real or imagine, right? So we take power away from the imagination of fear and start imagining what could go right and not what could go wrong, right? So for me, with sobriety, I had to say what could... It was nothing but upside, right? Right? But for years, I was holding on to the what ifs. Am I gonna still be cool? Am I still gonna be relevant? How am I gonna party with people? How am I gonna be a musician if I'm not drinking? Am I gonna be interesting? And am I gonna still have the same friends? And it was like, what? That's all imagined, perceived, perceived things. But what was real was, yo, none of that matters. What matters is you have all of this upside. You're going to have more money. You're going to be healthier. You're going to be more clairvoyant. You're going to be more peaceful. You're going to be more orderly. You're going to have more self-control. You're going to be able to really deal with your, your life head on and you're going to be healthier, happier. Right. There was not one downside to not drinking. All right. Um. Besides breaking the ice at some dumbass party, and no one cares, right? No one cares. I go to parties now, and I'm like, I don't care if I, you know, if I need a drink to be interesting. And that's just, I just can't drink to be interesting. I just gotta break the ice in a real human, normal way, you know. And I, used, I have many friends who just naturally go to parties and won't drink and just be totally relaxed and have a good time. And I used to look at them and be like, Yo, man. How you do that? You just comfortable, you can just sit there and not really. They like, yeah, it's just me, man. So I never really needed it. So my fear was unwarranted, right? And again, fear is driving too much negativity on the planet. Because fear is a primitive part of our brain that was designed to help us not get killed by our environment because we was hunter-gatherers and we was. We can human evolution. We needed fear to help us grow and evolve, right? Um, So fear is necessary, but we have to put it in this perspective. And um, all I want to say to you guys today is that if you're going through life right now and you're afraid of taking it to that next level, confide in someone. Write down why you think you're afraid and then write down ways in which you could overcome that fear and get to the next level if you're moving through life right now and you're afraid to tell someone how you really feel stop that pattern today not the worst thing that's going to happen is it's not going to go quite the way you want it but you're going to always feel better for facing your fear and i'm gonna tell you something guys i'm 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 kicking it i'm talking it but i I, I'm, i'm gonna live it with you all right? I want to live it with you I'm talking about I'm with you guys Like I'm going to do the same exact thing Like There's a lot of issues and A lot of things in my life I'm afraid to address And I'm human And part of our human is Fear is built into our construct So you can't live You can't live outside of it You have to deal with it But we have to It can't be the elephant in the room That we're not talking about So this is us you know, opening up the conversation So I want you, ladies and gentlemen, to understand that in being fearless and taking the necessary steps and putting our lives in perspective and living free and not being on our deathbed one day living with regret, that's the worst thing. I want you to look up people in their hospice and at um, the tail end of their life. The, um, and you go to a retirement community and you sit there and you talk to people. Gary V talks about this a lot. My man, Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks about this a lot. Visiting retirement homes and seeing a regret on people's face. And, uh, and you, you see some people very happy. they like, I live my life, like Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. And I think what that... Means It doesn't mean to go through life and tearing apart and being a rebel. It means putting fear in this healthy place and doing what you need to do to get to the next level. You know, starting that business that you always wanted to start. You know, maybe when you was a kid, you wanted to be a painter and you love painting, but somehow you wound up being an accountant. And everyone in your life tells you you need to be an accountant to make money. And then you put up your little easel and all your artwork and then you just close the chapter of that life on your creativity. And then you feel like it's too late for you to ever be an artist. But that's where your happiness is at. That's maybe your gift that God put you here. Maybe your art is going to inspire people 100 years from now. Go be an artist, man. You know? Stop being afraid. Just go do the things you was put here to do. You know what it was. You know what it is. When we was kids, we already had all the answers, man. We knew. We knew knew how to be happy. We didn't have as much fear. If you look at a baby, they don't have too much fear. You look at a young kid, they don't have too much fear. They're free. And as you get older, you tend to become more like a child again. You become more free. And fear kind of restricts us and puts us in these um figurative boxes and i'm just coming to you guys today because they held me back way too long you know maybe i could have been sober 10 years now but 6 years you know but I'm, i i took the steps you know I stopped being afraid of what my life would be like and if I stopped drinking. I just said I need to stop drinking and I don't care what it's going to be. I don't care if it's going to embarrass me. I don't care if I'm going to have to spend a year in a hospital. I mean, guys, I went from having my own brownstone in Fort Greene, Brooklyn and having everything I wanted. To live in on a bunk bed in a one bed in a room with four people, with four men in a three quarter house shelter type sober house where we are. Uh, we had a locker and a bin that we have to keep our clothes in. The people in this three quarter house was being paroled from jail. So in New York State. So, you know. If you're in a sober house, it's usually with parolees because when you're being paroled in New York State, you have to go to a halfway house. And if you was in for something that's drug related or you took a drug type program. So you got a lot of inmates who wasn't necessarily drug offenders or they wasn't necessarily addicts, but you get time shaved off your sentence if you take a drug or alcohol program and once you take that program you have to be paroled to a sober house me I wasn't in jail I wasn't there I was just in the outpatient alcohol treatment program but to be in the outpatient program I had to stay in the sober house and I lived with parolees and I had to deal with it I had to deal with their issues and I had to deal with my issues and and they were some of the, that was some of the most beautiful people I ever met in my life. I had fun, a lot of my friends today, you know, so I never judged. I was so out of it. I was happy. That was paradise for me. But I had to let go of my fear. When I walked into that room and I saw three guys on bunk beds watching a tiny little TV, I just sat down on a chair and I was so out of it. And they said, what's your name? And I was like, you know, my name is Pop. And they was like, yo, man, welcome to the room, man. And I was like, this is my life. And I had to start over. But I knew I was starting over to get my life together. I was starting over so I could be sober. I could get my life back. Wasn't pretty. Wasn't a fantastical thing. It was a lot. You know, there was a lot of fights, a lot of violence. It was a lot of times people, you know, people was getting cut and stabbed on, on set. It was a mess. People was relapsing left to me. It was guys there with harder drugs. I had to do it though, right? And I wasn't afraid. Because I said fear held me back too long. If I gotta sit here in this shelter for one year and go to this outpatient and deal with these counselors and understand my addiction, I'm gonna, I'm going to understand this addiction. Because I never wanna repeat this part of my life again. So I'm gonna do the hard work now so I can live really great later. And now I'm living great because. You know, My life wasn't going to stop because of addiction I come from a good family I'm highly educated We all good it was My life is a beautiful life It was cool I, I grew up in a beautiful neighborhood In Crown Heights, Brooklyn And there was no indications That I should have went off the deep end But when you're dealing with an addiction And you're dealing with a disease of alcoholism Anything could go wrong And something did But we fixed it And we dealt with it Because I stood inside my power to change And I didn't give fear my power to hold me back, you know, well, what, what, what's my ex-girlfriend's going to think? What is the people on Facebook going to think about me if I, if I tell them I was in a shelter, you know, what, what is it going to look like if, uh, you know, if I don't have my old job back and what's my coworkers going to think? I didn't care about none of that. I was like, it doesn't matter. Right? Because that's bullshit. That was perceived dangers and perceived and imaginations. So conquering your fear is not going to always be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But one of the ways you could do that, ladies and gentlemen, is writing it out, being courageous, understanding that we're not being chased by no saber-toothed tigers anymore. Right? You don't need as many crutches you just need to be honest with yourself. You was put on this planet to serve a purpose. You was put on this planet to be happy and free. You was put on this planet to be creative and expressive. So don't hold yourself back. If you're in a if you're in if you're 50 years old and over and I'm thinking about my parents and if my dad was still alive and the people that I love if things in your life are not ideal right now, you have someone you wonder, either the husband and the wife is out of work or someone is not being honest or you're not quite where you're supposed to be in life. I want you to know that because you're in your 50s or 60s or 70s, right? There still is no difference between you and a 21-year-old. You could turn around your life and do exactly what you want. If you want to open up a bakery and leave your accounting firm, do it. If you want to become a rapper and you're 60 years old, do it. You know that that commercial I forgot with DJ Nana, DJ Nana, and you see the old lady and they go, "Um, I'm DJ Nana, and it goes boom, and it pauses. If you want to be a 90 year old DJ Nana, be DJ Nana at 90. Don't let fear take you to your deathbed and with regret and remorse because you didn't live your life. If you're someone out there in a relationship and you're afraid because you're living your spouse's or your partner's life and not your own life. Don't be afraid to tell them that, hey, I want to live life this way. And maybe we have to rethink our relationship or make some adjustments because I'm not happy. Right. Because people usually be in these relationships where one person to tell them, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is this. And sometimes I'm guilty of that because I'm a little anal. And sometimes I may say that to my girlfriend. well, And then sometimes she has to check me and say, no, well, I don't know. I kind of want to do this and I got to catch myself. And um, and I was in relationships where I didn't feel free. I felt like every time I I did something that I wanted the person to be like, well, maybe you should be doing this. So they didn't approve of my choices because I wasn't living their life or what they felt I should be doing. If you're in that situation, don't be afraid because fear would be the one thing stopping you from taking that deep breath of exhalation. Right. To find your freedom. And in order to find your freedom, you can't be afraid to express what that means in your life. Okay, so it's never too late to be amazing. It's never too late to get sober. It's never too late to reverse your health. It's never too late to get in shape. It's never too late to make a million dollars. It's never too late to follow your dream. Right. Part of me wants to be an actor. But there's so many barriers. But you know what I told everyone? I said I don't want to be an actor now. I want to wait till I'm old. I want to be an actor when I'm in my fifties and sixties and seventies. That's when I want to start my acting career. I don't want to start my acting career while I'm young because I don't think I'm gonna be good. I'm not like this part of my life. I don't want to be an actor. I want to be on the silver screen when I'm old. I want to play older, more mature roles, right? But I can't be afraid. I'm gonna have to go to acting class when I'm retired. I'm going to have to go on the the casting calls and I'm going to have to do it. But you know what? 30, 40, 50 years from now, you might see Mr. Joseph Bob Buchanan in a big movie and say the guy actually did it. He was the actor after he retired. So whatever it is, just don't let fear hold us back. All right. Because fear and anxiety are just too powerful and they suffocate And they diminish and they shrink us and reduce us down to our lowest vibrational form. And you want to vibrate high and you want to fly high, right? So that's what I want to tell you guys. You're not alone with fear, but put fear in its perspective. And I love you guys very much. And I'm going to leave it here on the Sober's Dope Podcast Episode 8. Um, make sure you guys take deep breaths breathe in and out your mouth (sighs) take time to think about your life do a fearless moral inventory right and write down the pros and cons of what you're afraid of and how it's going to affect your life and don't be afraid to take that deep dive. All right, it's never too late. Do not give up on yourself. If you're young, if you're young and you're listening to this, and you have your whole life ahead of you, whatever your dream is, follow it. But just be consistent. Okay, That's the next thing. You could do anything you want on the planet. You just have to be consistent. After five years of consistently doing something with all your heart, there's a high success rate of you being successful and having a track record. But people give up right before they break. And just be consistent. If you're young and you have time, consistency is on your side and time is on your side. Just be consistent. And if you're older, just be honest. So you need to do is be honest, like I want to do this and then you'll be happier. So the goal is for everyone listening to this episode and everyone on the planet, if we could all get to our advanced years and we could be really old and we could be sitting down somewhere where our last and our final days and somebody say, well, tell me about your life. Are you happy? We could say, yeah, like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way and I wasn't afraid and I have no regrets and I'm happy. Love you guys. Poppy Cannon. Sober is dope. Over and out. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for hanging in there. We're going to cut to a brief message from our sponsor, and I'm going to close out this whole podcast with some valuable techniques and tools we could all use to overcome fear. Thank you for joining the Sober's Dope Universe, episode nine, Overcoming Fear. And I'll catch you guys at the end. Techniques for fighting fear. Take time out, guys. So, if you're afraid of something, just take some time out, sit down, you know, try to go for a walk or have some tea or something, and really just reflect. You know, stop everything you're doing and say, you know what, let me just take a break, take a breather. Sometimes relaxing and resetting yourself helps you to really put fear in this perspective. Also, breathing. When you're fed, you can activate your lymphatic system and you start to hyperventilate and you tend to start perspiring and your heartbeat could increase. Breathing and deep breathing and relaxation techniques can really help calm you down. And you can really think better in a relaxed state. So breathe. Take breaths in through your nose out through your mouth. Make sure your belly expands because deep belly breathing is the proper way to breathe. You know, you breathe slowly through your, in through your nose. You want to feel your stomach expand, then breathe through your mouth. I tell you this much, so many Americans, I, I shouldn't say that, not so many Americans, forgive me guys, uh, that was terrible people because i i i rep the human race i'm not doing this podcast as american i'm doing this podcast as a human because whether you're in Istanbul, turkey or russia or china we all have the same responses to the same things because we have the same bodies and we're human right so we're one race so forgive me for that but no matter who you are You if you're in a relaxed state, you're able to think better, and also breathing properly is so important because so many people just don't breathe properly. They actually let their um sympathetic their parasympathetic system and sympathetic system, your sympathetic system tends to breathe for you and When you you can activate your parasympathetic system um, by, you know, actually consciously breathing. All right. So it's very important to practice deep breathing exercise, learning relaxation techniques and proper breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, breathing through your belly. You know, um, th- these techniques will help you go a long way with stress reduction, anxiety reduction and fear management. <sighs> Imagine the worst. So I like this. When I'm thinking about fear, you tend to manage say to yourself, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is usually the most unlikely thing that's going to happen. And then when you ask yourself that, then you say, is it really that bad? Is it really probable? That um, that's going to happen. Am I really blowing this out of proportion? You tend to put things in a better perspective. Because even as an entertainer, every entertainer in the world gets nervous. We become nervous before we go on stage. I don't care if you're Jay-Z. I don't care if you're Jimi Hendrix. I don't care if you pop, you can. Before we get on stage, we're all afraid. But the worst that could happen is you mess up your line. Or you forget the words, okay? And you get nerve and a little rattled. But the only thing to do is to keep performing the song and catch yourself. And then you waddle in your little embarrassment. You sweat. You feel crazy. And then you you live to fight another day. That's the worst. Or somebody throws a drink on you and tell you you suck. And then you run off the stage, you know you know, but none of that's likely to happen. People is just going to let you sit there and suck and then wait for the next person to come on stage. So, I mean, and, and, and just being general, if you imagine the worst thing that could happen is usually the most unlikely. Um, look at the evidence. When you look at the evidence of what you're afraid of, like, you know, what, what do I have to prove this fear? Well, why am I afraid? Like, you know, where what warmest this fear? You tend to realize it's frivolous. So, kind of look at the evidence and put that in perspective. And um, visualization when you when you when you're in a fearful state, visualize where you want to be. Visualize that you walking through the fear. What happens when you confront the fear? And visualize yourself conquering the fear, visualizing yourself where you want to be in the future and the person you want to be. Visualize yourself being fearless. These are tools that help. Um, And visualize yourself as unafraid. confronting your fears immediately and walking through your fears I think is the most effective so when I when when you know for me with my sobriety it was very important that I was like look I can't no more I just have to do it I have to admit to God that I mess up I have to go to a hospital I have to check myself in the rehab I have to go through the whole process no matter how long it's gonna be I have to do it good bad and ugly I can no longer fake can, can no longer be afraid of getting this done, all right, I have to do the hard work now, it's going to take all the energy I have left, but if I don't do it, I would have died, so I'm glad that I walked through it, you got to just kick in the door and walk through the fear, okay, Um, and that's part of dealing with fear directly, okay, ask for support from family and friends, asking your family and friends for support in regards to fear, you will be so surprised how much help you could get. If you're an entertainer, tell your best friend, can you come with me to my show? Just you and me, man. And I just want you to be there with me because I'm afraid. But if you're there, I'll feel better. You know, um, if you if you're afraid to go to rehab, just ask a family and friend, someone you trust. Can you take me? Can you come with me? Can you be my support system? You know, can I talk to you about it? So also having family and friends for support helps go a long way Um, focus on the good things in your life and boost positivity again i can't stress that more there's always more good in the universe than bad right there's always more good in the universe than bad so Oh, did I mention not to watch the news under any circumstance? If you're dealing with fear, do not watch the news. All right. News and newspapers, ladies and gentlemen, um, if I may entertain you on my little unique tangent here. were designed to sell fair. OK, it's a business. They're like drug dealers, but they serve fair up because if they could keep you in a perpetual state of fear and selling you fear like smack you're going to keep coming back you know so what they do is they take a snapshot of everything terrible that happened in a given area and they concentrate it into one place to keep you going but the problem is when you watch the news and you watch, and you read these newspapers it's all designed to appeal To your imagination That kind of resonates with fear So it subconsciously keeps you in this state Of like the world is falling apart Life is short Everything is terrible But you're talking about A few hundred to two hundred cases Compounded into one news service Or one newspaper In a city that may have A half a million to three million people You know what I'm saying? So it's a small percentage of the negativity or the bad things that happen in this life. Things are going to happen. So don't watch the news and don't watch these things because it makes your outlook on life really shitty. And I stopped a long time ago because one day recently, one day recently, I was the news just happened to be on and I was just getting up. And within a five minute period, it was so many negative things that I got angry and I got up and I cut the TV off. Because I'm like, who put the news on? Because I didn't want to wake. I don't need to wake up with a with a, a whole laundry list of negative things that they just run. Into. And you ever ask yourself news, if news were just news, then they would just be throwing in good news with bad news. But why highlight all the negative things? Because that's what they're. that's the business of news. They sell fair. And in the interest of us talking about fear, that's one of the techniques to getting rid of fear. Get rid of the news in the newspapers. You know, you want to study specific things. If you're into finance, go to a finance paper. If you're into nutrition and health, go there. But don't go to a general newspaper. If you're into politics, then watch, then read a political blog that just talks about politics. You know, if you want to know what's happening in the world, then go to World News. But don't just watch your local bullshit news because it's all going to be about the terrible things that happen in that local area. And it's going to affect your outlook. Spend time in nature to help you feel calm. All right. Disconnecting. Nature helps you disconnect from your reality. So my things, ladies and gentlemen, this is really cool. I tend to like to take my walk in the park. Sometimes I'll do the podcast with you guys on my nightly walk before I go to bed. Definitely, 100%. Nature will disconnect you from your false reality or social construct. um, And it will put you back into a real reality. You know, sun, moon, and stars, and birds, and nature. We're all part of nature. So we need to reconnect once in a while and unplug from the virtual matrix. Okay? So going back to nature helps you put things in a good perspective. Um, some people may sometimes ask, how do I stop being scared of failure? Think of a situation in which you are afraid of failure. Visualize yourself not hitting an obstacle. Allow yourself to feel the fear and then see yourself moving forward. Next, spend a few minutes planning how to overcome whatever obstacle may stand in your way. Then see yourself succeeding despite these obstacles. Ladies and gentlemen, I could go on and on and on and on. The last thing I want to say in regards to fear is prayer. Okay, pray. Pray in, no matter. One thing we all have in common, we believe in something. Whether you, we have thousands of religions on the planet, there's one common theme. There's God. Now, to the few, the small subset of people who don't believe in a God or that God exists, then... I would say, say a positive mantra. Or say something positive. But to the other ninety-nine percent of the world who do believe in God, pray, pray away to fear. Because sometimes the supernatural um, powers of prayer helps us really put things into perspective. Because you're tapping into a system that's bigger than you, you know. Um, and that's my thing, ladies and gentlemen. So these are techniques that I use. Also, meditation helps prayer, meditation, um, develop a practice, find something that you could do as a hobby that helps you concentrate like yoga, Tai Chi, maybe boxing or exercise or cycling, Um, you know, getting outside of your zone, going somewhere where you could decompress, you know, sometime in a gym, I decompress, you know, Um, but fear is something that we could grab and we could just take control of and say, I'm going to use you to work for me, but I'm not going to work for you anymore. I'm going to live my life and I'm taking my life back. All right. So those are techniques that we have to overcome fear. I love you guys. And we're going to close this podcast out with that. Thank you again for everything. And I hope you find this useful and I hope you guys can use this and I hope I'm adding value to your life.
1: Yo, we in the building, live your best life, pop Papi Cannon. You gotta open that heart up, transform that self, no fear, no anxiety, at Monk Healing, what up? at Monk Healing, meditate and get healthy, with good vibes only levitate and get wealthy. I motivate Since love's my catharsis I love to inspire All the dreams and the artists Yeah Five years sober No more brandy Used to leave with the cobra No more beef Used to leave with the toaster Brand new vegan No corpse in the smoke It's okay And it's all about love Nurture the masses No hate in the blood That fear is a liar And stress is a bug All I hear is messiah And arrest is arrested Invested Sober is dope Follow the movement while we jumping off the boat and walking on water. Love God like His daughters, and the dream that I bought was my heart and my hope and my hope. I'm Pop Buchanan. I do it for my pops and the love of Buchanan's. Rest in peace to my pop, he's a king in the mansion. I do it for the dream and I hope for expansion. Expansion. I'm born with a miracle, almost died twice. From my death was a spiritual awakening, awakening. My soul is awakening forever, forever, ever, forever, ever.